How's it going, everybody? This is Noah Eldridge from the Eldridge Podcast. We are back for episode seven here, and I have my first special guest on the show. This is CJ. What up? So we're going to be talking about the Colts first because that's his team, and he's going to get to start off with some stats. Yeah, um, the Colts, 11-5 and five this season, made the playoffs at the seventh seed. Didn't win the division, but we're tied with the Titans, same record. They just ended up beating us out with divisional record. They... Uh, they beat us. We lost to Jacksonville in a bad week one loss, which would have gave us the division if we would have won that game. But it is what it is. We're the seventh seed. Um, nothing we can do about it. We have to play the Bills. Not really looking forward to that, but I'm confident <laughs> we can win that game. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Colts, they had a good season. I wasn't too confident at the beginning of the season. I was very very skeptical on the Rivers pickup. Yeah, he was not happy about Philip Rivers. But I didn't take into consideration that he was playing with the Chargers' terrible offensive line before. So, yeah, he exactly. he surprised me this season. But, um, yeah, I mean, just to prove that he's had a way better offense this season than he's had the past three seasons probably, maybe mm-hmm. even more. Yeah. Um, our offensive line, to start off arguably the best in the league. Um, the stats, I mean, they just show it. Tied second for sacks allowed with 21. Only uh, the Packers and the Steelers have allowed less. Um, actually, Packers are tied with the Colts with 21. Steelers have allowed less with 14. But we have two Pro Bowl linemen in our center, Ryan Kelly, and our left guard, Quentin Nelson. Both made the Pro Bowl. Um Quentin Nelson, probably the best left guard in the, in the entire league. Yeah, for Ryan sure. Ryan Kelly, top three, top four center, Yeah, in my opinion. But yeah, then I again, agree. I watch the Colts games, obviously, more than I watch any other game. So I, I'm biased. <laughs> yeah. But Rivers was sacked 13 less times than he was last season with a terrible Chargers offensive line. And he has more time to make better decisions, so he's thrown nine less interceptions. I mean... It just shows what a good offensive line can make out of a quarterback. Yeah, definitely a huge upgrade on the offensive Cause line. Because he's, he's old. He can't, I mean, he's never been able to really get out of the pocket and, you know, make plays. Yeah, even when he was younger. Now he's 39. Definitely helps for old quarterbacks to have good old lines. Ask Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, no, he needs to have time in the pocket to make the right play, and he just has the time now, so he's not making dumb decisions. Sure. But, um, you know, he's got decent receivers and... T.Y. Hilton, um, who was a great receiver. He's just having a down year, but that's not really important. But uh, Michael Pittman, very good rookie receiver, uh, high ceiling, had a pretty good season. Zach Pascal had a great season last year with Brissett as the quarterback because, you know, the whole thing happened with Andrew Luck retiring in preseason. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah. He <laughs> doesn't talk want to about talk that. about that. <laughs> But the Colts' offense, um, sixth in completion percentage in the entire league. So, again, great offensive line helping Rivers. Rivers is 10th in passing yards with 4,169 yards. And uh, I, was, I was telling him at the beginning of the season, if I would have told you, after the Rivers pickup, if I would have told you that Phillip Rivers was top 10 in passing yards this season, I feel like he would have said I was crazy. I mean, I wouldn't have believed it, honestly. Yeah, and another just... You know running backs who don't have a great offensive line aren't going to have a great season. I mean, 
even if you're Derrick Henry, if you don't have good blockers to at least give you some time to, you know, make a read, you're not going to have a good season. And our great offensive line helped our rookie running back, Jonathan Taylor, lead, not lead the league. He was third in the league in uh, total rushing yards with 1,169 yards as a rookie, only behind Derrick Henry, who's just a beast. Historic year. Yeah, only eighth player to have over 2,000 yards, rushing Mm -hmm. yards. And Dalvin Cook, who also had one of the best years I've seen from a running back in recent history. Well, I think what's so huge about this is the Titans and the Vikings both can't win without Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook playing great, while the Colts can play with Jonathan Taylor. Like, you guys don't totally run the offense through him like the Vikings and the Titans do. And the thing is, Jonathan Taylor had 400 less rushing yards than Dalvin Cook, who was second. But the Colts, uh, I mean, they've gotten a lot of criticism about uh, their use of Taylor, especially at the beginning of the season. They used Hines a lot more. Marlon Mack, who was supposed to be our starting running back, got hurt first game towards uh, ACL. Yeah. And he was out for season. Kind so of a blessing where, in disguise. Uh, <laughs> that's where Taylor pretty much got his uh, his opportunity. But we used Hines at the beginning of the season just because he was uh, with our team for two years before Taylor, and they just wanted to ease him into the offense. But as soon as we started using him like we should, he's just killed it like – should be in the conversation for uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year, but obviously he's not going to win it because Justin Herbert and Justin Jefferson had just insane years. This was a good rookie class. It really, really was. Good. And, I mean, look, Jonathan Taylor is the ro- the third rookie running back in Colts history to rush for 1,000 yards and have 10 touchdowns, along with Edron James and Marshall Falk, who are two top 20 running backs all time. Yeah, all time. Yeah. So... I mean, our offensive line is a big part of that because they create the holes for Taylor to find. But Taylor, he still has to do the running. He still has to break the tackles. And Taylor, he's probably one of the best in the league from what I've seen at getting more yards after contact. I said it when they drafted him. I know I didn't say it on the podcast, but I said it when they drafted him that he was the best running back in the draft. And I know it wasn't a popular opinion, but I mean, look a year later, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had a pretty good year. Not bad, but the Chiefs don't run the ball a ton. And he did okay, but then got hurt. I think he'll be back for the playoffs. And then J.K. Dobbins, who a lot of people were high on, didn't have that great of a year. He was kind of the second running back, sometimes the third. The Ravens just rotate Gus Edwards, J.K. Dobbins, and Mark Ingram all the time. Yeah. And, I mean, trying away from the Colts' offense, uh, our defense probably what got us into the playoffs. Because, I mean, our offense has performed pretty – Pretty good, yeah. average, above average maybe, a little bit above average, but oh, our yeah, defense sure. is way above average, top five in the league probably, statistically. I mean, I'd have to look into it more, but definitely a elite defense in the league. Yeah, We have sure. players like Darius Leonard, uh, DeForest Buckner, um, the rookie Julian Blackman, great pickup for us, that was very happy about that. He was in the conversation for Defensive Rookie of the Year earlier. In the yeah. Year. Um, we have good safeties. Uh, Xavier Rhodes, who's, you know, he's done better than people expected him to do coming back from a terrible couple seasons. Got him on a cheap deal, too. Yeah, we got him for cheap. And, I mean, we just have Justin Houston is 
like 38, 39, something like that. Another guy who's proving people and wrong. Everyone said he was still done. performing like he's getting his money's worth, that's for sure. Exactly. And I mean, we had just have underrated uh D linemen. I mean For sure. Danico Autry, not talked about, but very good. Uh Stewart, I don't know his first name. I couldn't tell you. Something with a G. <laughs> but um I mean, we're one of the best at getting pressure. And I mean, uh, Buckner is 11th in sacks in the whole league and second out of defensive tackles. And didn't I mean, make the Pro Bowl, but we'll get to that Bowl, later. We'll get into that, yeah. Um, Kenny Moore, one of our uh, safeties, he is tied seventh for interceptions with four. And I mean, a lot of people have probably seen it against the Raiders. He had this insane interception in the end zone that, you know, it was a. Uh, one of the plays that turned the game around for us to just get the ball rolling and, you know, eventually run away with the game. If it was a one-handed interception in the end zone, it was insane. If you haven't seen it, I would recommend yeah, looking look it up. Yeah, look at the video. <laughs> it's insane. One of the best catches I've ever seen, and it's from a defensive player. But, um, yeah, I mean, Darius Leonard, let's go into him because, I mean, he's, in my opinion, the best linebacker in the league. Only one who has an argument against him is Fred Warner. But Darius Leonard... Rookie season, led the league in tackles, didn't make the Pro Bowl. Makes it this <laughs> um, year. and He made it the last two years, so uh, I'm happy about that. But uh, this year, ninth in the league in total tackles, 132 tackles. Um, he became the second fastest player in NFL history to 400 tackles and is tied oh, no. this season for third most forced, uh, forced fumbles. I mean, he's made big plays against the uh, Texans in week four. 14, I want to say, maybe week, uh, somewhere between week 14 and week 16. Uh, yeah, and they were they hanging were, in that game. Yeah, no, they were uh, driving down to, I mean, to win the game. They were, they could have tied it. They were down seven. It was final drive. Watson had driven them down. He uh, passes to uh, Kiki Kutui. Is that how you say it? Yeah, Kiki Kuti, I think. Kiki, I don't know. Watson does not have good receivers, but we're not going to go into that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, he was, he caught it. He was uh, running in one yard line. I mean, about to tie the game up. Game probably would have went to overtime. Darius Leonard comes in from behind, punches out the ball. We recover it in the end zone. Game. Yeah, game winning fumble forced. I know that's not a stat, but against, game winner. Against the Packers, I'm pretty sure. Uh, um, I think DeForest Buckner and Julian Blackman both. Uh, had forced fumbles. Oh, damn. One in uh, overtime that uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling got a ton oh, of heat yeah. for. <laughs> but uh, that. that was a big win for us because, you know, Packers are obviously top four team in the league. Yeah, they're number one top seed. Two. They got to buy. But, I mean, we won that game in overtime. That was a crazy game. And, that was I a mean, crazy game. just the Colts defense has showed out for us all season and probably the reason we're in the playoffs right now. I would definitely agree that your defense has been better than your offense, but yeah, your offense has still been very good. Yeah, no, our offense has been, they've done their job. We can't win games without offense, obviously, so. Yeah, but totally agree with what you were saying about Autry and Kenny Moore. Didn't know much about either guy, started looking into the stats more, and they're both, they both can play for sure. Yeah, and we lost uh, Malik Cooker this year. To a, I think Achilles. Which I knew him, and I thought that was a huge loss. I remember talking to you about that, and he's filled in 
great for mm-hmm. him. But, yeah, I mean, Colts are just a good team who are overlooked because, you know, they're not a big-name team like the Ravens, the Chiefs, the Packers, the Saints. Mm-hmm. But they're 11-5, and, and, yeah, I don't know. They just don't get the credit they deserve, in my opinion. Well, yeah, and take it from a Cowboys fan. I hate our culture. I love the Colts culture. Culture. You guys always play so hard. Defense first, like, just play so hard with a lot of passion. And I mean, I don't see that from my Cowboys a lot, but it's so good to see a good culture. You see that with Seattle. You see that with the Colts. You see that with a lot of, not a lot of different teams, but really good culture there. I mean, do you have... Oh, yeah. So I did also have some stats. Um, They were 10th in yards per game, just total yards, rushing and passing with 378.1. They were 11th in passing yards per game, 253.3 per game. They were also 11th in rushing yards per game with 124.8. 9th in points per game with 28.2. 8th in yards given up per game. And what I mean by that is the 8th best defense with giving up uh, yards per game with 332.2. And think about that. Mahomes, these great quarterbacks throw for 300 yards a game. It's not like their team rushes for 32. So that's a really important stat. Um, Really, the only negative stat I could find on the Colts was 20th in passing yards given up per game, which was 241.6. But, I mean, it's not like they're 32nd or, I mean, it's slightly below average. So it's not a huge deal. And the way they stop the run fixes that. Because, look, right here, second in rushing yards. Second in rushing yards given up per game with 90 and a half. And, I mean, we talk about running backs wanting to get to 100 yards per game. That's huge yeah being under 100 yards i think we've allowed two running backs to get over 100 yards on us and one was derrick henry (laughs) yeah i mean and can't stop the dude and i think he had i don't even know if he had a touchdown i mean actually no i think the two times we've allowed uh running backs to have over 100 yards is derrick henry both times one game we didn't have deforest buckner and derrick henry just torched us which proves just deforest buckner's importance to our defense but um the first time we held him to like, I think he was 105, something like that. Barely over 100 yards. I don't think he had a touchdown. But, um, I mean, our run defense is, you know, the bright, the brightest spot of our team. Yeah, I mean, second in the league. And just to show you how important that is, they're behind only the Buccaneers, who some people have said might have the best defense in the league. And only five total teams gave up less than 100 yards per game this season. Buccaneers first, Colts second, Rams third. Saints fourth, Seahawks fifth. Uh, last stat from me, or no, second to last. They were tied for 10th in points given up per game with the Chiefs at 22.6. So not giving up a ton of points either. Defense is just balled out. And shout out to Rodrigo Blankenship, the GOAT, but fifth in field goals made with 32. Only seven kickers made 30 field goals or more this year. So he was a top kicker in the league for sure. And has is young with a lot of potential, a great replacement for... Vinatieri. And going back to what CJ said, they went 11-5. and five. They had a great, great year. They just didn't win the division. And to me, I mean, I think if the Colts and the Titans played today, I would take the Colts to win. And I think you would too. Yeah. But um, I, I know you guys split in the regular season, but yeah, I would just take it. I going take back on something real quick, uh, I just thought about this. Colts allowed 21 sacks this season, which I said tied second least. I think four of those sacks were against the Steelers. Who have the who probably have one the best of the D-line best D-lines in the league. 
and possibly and we the miss- defensive player of the year in TJ Exactly. Watt. And we were missing both of our starting left tackles, Anthony Costanzo and uh, I don't know who our right tackle is. Um, By the way... I don't know, but both of our starting left tackles are out, and that's a game that we allow four sacks. And the tackles, in my opinion, are the most important. Um, Especially I mean, left tackle. And Costanzo's yeah. been great for us for who knows how many years, and now yeah. he's having he's been solid. season-ending uh, surgery, and who knows if he'll come back. Yeah, so I, w- I was going to ask, uh, are either one going to play in the playoff game? Costanzo's 100% out. Um, the right tackle, I'm pretty sure he's back. He was, he was on the COVID reserve, um, so I'm pretty sure he's back by now. But, um, you know, Costanzo's just a huge loss. Yeah, huge loss. Like you said, left tackles, in my opinion, as well, is the most important. I mean, people were considering, uh, well, not like the Colts. It hasn't been like anything reported, but like people were saying that they should move uh, Quentin Nelson to left tackle and put the backup left guard in just because left tackle is just more important to the blind side of the quarterback. Yeah, I mean, it's not a bad idea for sure. I mean, the Cowboys did it with Zach Martin. They moved him to, I believe, right tackle for a game and moved someone else because interior is still important. Every offensive yeah. line position is important, and, but tackles are more important for sure. And also, I was looking at uh, – this was before the season started, so uh, now, I mean, if you look at it, it could be different, but schedule strengths for the teams that have made the playoffs in the AFC. Super important. I mean, you have the one seed, the Chiefs. Tied uh, 14th easiest, so they had pretty average schedule. Yeah. Um, Bills, fifth hardest, so I'll give them that. Bills have been showing out this year. That's why I did not want to play them first round, but, you know. <laughs> Especially in Buffalo. Houston blew that game last week against the Titans. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Classic Houston move. I mean, we could have won the division with that Houston win, but it is what it is. We're the seventh seed. We have to play the Bills. But looking at this, Steelers... Everyone's been knocking. This has been their biggest knock. Second easiest schedule in the league. Before the season, it was even started. I mean, now everyone would probably say that they had the easiest. Yeah. Um, Titans, 13th easiest. So also around like the Chiefs. Uh, pretty average, but on the easier side, if you're splitting, you know, the league in half. Mm-hmm. Um, Ravens, first easiest schedule. In the entire league? Entire league. Beginning of the wow. season. Just pointing that, make sure that's clear. And it's barely not, made know. the playoffs. I mean, they were still good. I mean, they were the fifth seed, which, I mean, <laughs> the Ravens, I'm pretty sure the Ravens, Browns, and Colts all had the same record, 11-5. But the Ravens yeah. and the Browns both did beat uh, the Colts in the regular season. But when we played the Browns, <laughs> Jarvis Landry and Odell had the most ridiculous games I've ever yeah, seen them play. Crazy. And the, the Ravens. Same thing to the Cowboys. <laughs> The Ravens just was, I mean, we should have won that game. It was, uh, it really came down to uh, our offense, and Rivers just made some questionable plays, and our play calling was questionable. Yeah, and I'm not saying the Ravens and the Browns can't play. They're both good teams. Because like I said earlier, um, for some reason, because I love our coach, Frank Reich, but for some reason he does not like to run the ball in the second half even after Taylor R. Hines is going off in the first half for a hundred rushing yards and two touchdowns and he will give him seven snaps the rest of the game but you know that's something we need to work on to beat the Bills you know we need to we need to have a good rushing game but um Browns fourth easiest and Colts other than the Bills had the out of the AFC playoff teams, mm-hmm. um, had the hardest schedule with the 16th easiest. So we're on the 
harder end if you split the league in half. Cause, or no, actually, we're right in the middle. 32 teams, 16th easiest. Yeah, but you even said uh, Chiefs at 14. Chiefs at 14, yeah, exactly. And Titans 13. That is pretty mind-blowing. Ravens at 1 and Steelers at, what was it, 3 or 4? Uh, Ravens 1, Browns 4, and Steelers at 2. Yeah, so... I mean, the Steelers won the division and have looked like a fraud all year, and maybe it's because they had such an easy schedule. Yeah, but, no, and it's just crazy because the AFC stacked. You have the Dolphins, who didn't make the playoffs, and I probably deserved Dolphins, it more than at least one of those teams. I think they deserve it more than the Ravens, if anyone on here, because they had, on the list I looked at, I think they had the second hardest schedule. Jeez. And the Raiders, I mean, they were in playoff contention for a while, the last couple of weeks. I mean, ever since that Jets game where they... Should have lost, but who yeah. knows what the Jets defense coordinator was oh, doing. Man. Blitzing on uh, five seconds left to go, and yeah. But um, they had a really hard schedule, so I'll give it to them. They, uh, they missed the playoffs, but they played pretty hard teams, and especially the Dolphins, I feel for them. <laughs> especially a team yeah. like, you know, they have not been good in a while. They've mm-hmm. been getting dominated by the Patriots every year, and the Bills are now winning the division because they have Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. So it just sucks for them to miss the playoffs like that. I would have felt the same way if we missed the playoffs off of a loss to Jacksonville or if Miami didn't lose. See, I was rooting rooting for Miami to lose because we needed them to lose to make it. Yeah. But I do feel for them. Well, man, it goes back to week one. If you guys win that Jags game, maybe you win the division. If if we do win that Jags game, I mean, we do win the division if we win that. And it's just like... (laughs) It's crazy. After that game, I thought, oh, you know, we're going to have a bad season. I was thinking, you know, my thoughts were after that first game. I said... You know, at this point, we're not we're not gonna make the playoffs. Let's take for Trevor Lawrence because I don't like Philip Rivers because oh, <laughs> he threw I think two picks that game, and and didn't throw a know. lot this season. Yeah, no, he didn't but... throw a lot this season, but uh, he threw two picks that game. I was like, I knew it. He wasn't gonna do good, and then he proved me wrong later in the season. But I mean, I was seriously like, let's take for Trevor Lawrence. I would be fine with that. And I mean, we have who isn't? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Trevor Lawrence is just. Yeah, dude. The greatest prospect since who knows? Andrew Luck, probably. Since Andrew Luck. I mean, Andrew Luck was our first pick. After Peyton Manning retired, we had like a season or two with. I don't even know who our quarterbacks were. It was bad, though. Just know that. It was. And we think we had Matt Hasselback. I think yeah. we had Matt Hasselback for a year. He wasn't terrible, but, but he wasn't one of the worst starting the quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. And now we have Phil Rivers, who's proven me that he's good, and mm-hmm. our backup, Jacoby Brissett, one of the best backups in the league yeah and i really like jacoby totally Brissett. Agree. he just I couldn't really like him too Brissett just couldn't get us to that next I mean, level he, he might be able to get us to playoffs i don't know if he'd ever get us past the first round yeah and maybe sitting behind a hall of famer like philip rivers could really help him next year mm-hmm. i mean i think you guys will get a different quarterback yeah but, i mean i think rivers will retire if we yeah i think he will too especially since we made the playoffs i mean he made the playoffs again he's got what he wanted he's old mm-hmm. he's pretty much done everything he needs to do he passed Dan Marino in uh, all-time passing touchdowns Fifth, last right? week. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, he has 421 passing touchdowns. So, I mean, I think he's behind Hall of Brett Favre then. next, who's, who I think had the record three years ago when Peyton Manning was in the league. Whatever, how many years ago that was? Four years? Oh, yeah. And Peyton Manning broke that, and then Tom Brady and Drew Brees ended up breaking that, and they're both Still battling going, out pretty yeah. much. For, and Brees retiring this year, so, I mean, it kind of sucks because I don't like Tom Brady. Knowing I'm a Colts fan, we played the Patriots in the oh, Flake Gate. Oh, man. <laughs> That's but, tough. Um, you know, 
I'm not a Tom Brady fan at all. Neither am I. Because they cheated, and the worst part is they didn't need to cheat to win any of these games. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, so I'd say in conclusion, like, I think we both basically agree, but I was actually pretty pleasantly surprised with how the Colts performed, especially Phillip yeah, Rivers. So and even though I was saying Jonathan Taylor was the best running back in the draft, did not expect him to produce this well this quick. I mean, it's his rookie year. If it wasn't for Herbert and Jefferson literally breaking crazy records, I've already mentioned them in past podcasts. I mean, Justin Jefferson broke a record held by Randy Moss and Justin Herbert broke a record uh, held by Lamar Jackson. Like, crazy records were broken. So, right. You want to move on to yeah, whatever so Pro Bowl? Going on to the next uh, topic here, we're going to go to uh, Pro Bowls. So, okay. the reason uh, we're just going to go with guys that we think snubbed, deserved it. Exactly. You know. So, um, you, you can start us off since you're the <laughs> All right, <yeah>. guest. <laughs> well, I'm going to start off with probably the one I'm most upset about. DeForest Buckner, the Colts' defensive tackle. I mean, he was... (laughs) I mean, the stats just show. Um, The players that made it over him, Calais Campbell, um, Cameron Hayward, and Chris Jones of the Chiefs. Um, He beats them all out in every stat. I mean, solo tackles, DeForest Buckner, 33. Campbell, 17. Hayward, 24. Jones, 22. He beats them all by nine or more. Sacks. Kills them. Seven and a half for Buckner, four for Campbell, three for Hayward, six and a half for Jones. Um, forced fumbles, Buckner, two. Campbell, zero. Hayward, zero. Chris Jones tied two with Buckner. Um, QB hits, um, Buckner, 24. <laughs> Campbell, 10. Hayward, 17. And Chris Jones, also 24. So... Chris Jones deserved it. Campbell and Hayward, I would probably take out Campbell, especially considering, I mean, he's a big name, yeah. But, I mean, he just did not have a Pro Bowl year, you know? But it's Pro Bowl's, uh, it's a popularity contest, in my opinion. Seriously. (laughs) That's why Campbell's in there and DeForest Buckner's not. But tackles for loss. DeForest Buckner, eight. Campbell, five. Hayward, five. Jones, two. I mean, there's... Those and are, you just th- said Jones deserves <laughs> it, and he's last in that category. Exactly. And those are probably the, be- the, the main uh, defensive lineman stats, you know? Exactly. And he wins in every single one of them compared to every AFC defensive tackle that made it. And sometimes, I mean, I know there was one of them you said someone had 10 and he had 24, so sometimes more than doubles what they got. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. And another Colts player who I think got snubbed, Jonathan Taylor. You have the stats. I'll let you go into that one. Cause, yeah, uh, so... I was looking into it. I knew it was bad. I did not know it was this bad. So I would put him in over Josh Jacobs for sure. I mean, I know the other two running backs were Derrick Henry and... And uh, Nick Cobb. Oh, yeah, who totally deserved it. I mean, Derrick Henry, I don't Obviously. need to say anything about <laughs> yeah. that. And Nick Chubb had a great year and missed, like, what, like six games? Yeah, he missed like, a ton of games and he still balled out. Killed it. I had him in fantasy, so definitely helped out. But... um yeah, so Josh Jacobs was third in total rushing attempts with 273. Jonathan Taylor was eighth in total rushing attempts with 232. We're going to go back to that later. So he had less rushing attempts than Josh Jacobs, but that'll make more sense in a little bit. Jonathan Taylor was third in total rushing yards with 1,169 yards. Josh Jacobs was eighth in total rushing yards with 1,065 yards. So a total of 104 more yards for Jonathan Taylor. That's a game. 
Like, that's a full game. You know what I mean? And, oh, by the way, played the exact same amount of games. Both played 15 games. So you can't even say, oh, Jacobs played less games, blah, blah, blah. You can't mention that. Jonathan Taylor was 10th in yards per carry with five. A goal for a running back is four yards, and he had 5.0. So he was a yard over the goal, which is actually huge. Josh Jacobs, 43rd in the entire league of running backs. So that's, think about it, there's only 32 teams in the league starting running backs. So there's only 32 starting running backs. That's worse than, so. and I know that considers quarterbacks as well, like Lamar and Kyler Murray, but uh, 43rd in yards per carry with 3.9 yards per carry. So 0.1, I know I'm being a little specific here, but 0.1 less than the goal. And Jonathan Taylor was a whole yard over, 33 spots ahead of him. I know this one may not be that important, but I mean, it's still a stat that Taylor beats him in. Longest run this season, Jonathan Taylor was tied for 12th with Brian Hill from the Falcons with 62 yards. Where was Josh Jacobs? Not in the top 50. Not there. It only showed the top 50 and he wasn't in there. And the lowest that was on there was 39 yards. So he didn't have a run over 39 yards this season. I get it. It's hard to do, but he didn't have a breakaway run this season. And I like Josh Jacobs. I think he's a good player, but once again, popularity contest. Jonathan Taylor goes to Wisconsin. Josh Jacobs goes to Alabama. And now you got Vegas Raiders, new thing versus the Colts. So it's just, I'm going to keep going into it. But Josh Jacobs had one, this is the one stat he beats him in. Josh Jacobs had one more rushing touchdown uh, than Jonathan Taylor. But, oh, wait, let's go back to it, right? Go back to total rushing attempts. Josh Jacobs was third. Jonathan Taylor was eighth. So 273 for Josh Jacobs, 232 for Jonathan Taylor. So you're telling me in those 41 attempts, Jonathan Taylor wouldn't have scored a touchdown? No way. So or he at least would have made the yards and yards per carry way worse. Uh, on to the final stats here, getting into it. Rushing yards per game, Jonathan Taylor was fifth with 77.9. And you already said it, CJ, right bef- uh, in the first few weeks, they weren't playing him as much. So that definitely killed it, I feel like. And I get it. They had to figure it out. He was a rookie, but definitely a mistake made there. Yeah. Josh Jacobs was 10th. So five spots down, but still five spots down, still losing in a category with 71.0 yards. So total of 7.9 yards behind Jonathan Taylor. Then final thing, let's just look at the team, right? Well, maybe the Raiders were so much better than the Colts and maybe the Raiders made the playoffs. No, no, and no. Colts were 11 and five, Raiders were eight and eight. Raiders started off great and were a huge disappointment. Josh Jacobs is probably the best player on that team on offense. I mean, there's some arguments, but he's a great player. Definitely I'm not him or Darren Waller. Yeah. Oh yeah. Darren Waller probably, but I like Josh Jacobs. He's a good player, but just looking at these stats, it's not even close. The one stat Josh Jacobs beats him in is by touchdowns by one. The craziest part is we looked into Jonathan Taylor versus Josh Jacobs because Jonathan Taylor was the clear one who would, who should have taken over that spot. Exactly. But you can probably look at the other rookie running back, James Robinson, undrafted rookie for the Jaguars, who probably also had way better stats than yeah. Josh Jacobs. Yeah, and Josh I mean, Jacobs. He was top five in rushing, uh, rushing yards all season. And I think Josh Jacobs was like the sixth pick in the draft. Well, uh, I think Jonathan Taylor was like second. Jonathan Taylor round. was uh, second round, I'm pretty and sure. No, just, yeah, because we traded our first round pick for DeForest Buckner. Yeah, and you just said it, James Robinson undrafted. So it's a total... Exactly popularity contest but yeah 
And I get it, Jax didn't have a good year, so maybe that's your excuse. You can't use that excuse here. Colts went 11-5, and five, Raiders went 8-8. Eight and eight. Then you're like, oh, did they play against each other, uh, each other this year? Yes. Colts beat the Raiders 44-27 to 27 in Week 14. The Raiders were still playing for the playoffs, so you can't say, oh, Raiders weren't focused, they weren't trying. They were still playing for a playoff spot. Let's see how Josh Jacobs and Jonathan Taylor played in those two games. Josh Jacobs, 13 carries, 49 yards, no touchdowns. Jonathan Taylor, 20 carries, 150 yards, and two touchdowns. So you're going to say, oh, he had seven more carries. Yeah, he had 101 more yards, which is, once again, a full game and two more touchdowns. Jacobs had no touchdowns. Like, it, it's not even close. And it's not me being biased and or him being biased. I'm not even a Colts fan. Like, the stats are just clear. And even just the eyeball test, when you look at both of these guys, Jonathan Taylor just looks better. I mean, Josh Jacobs is a good player. You see on these stats, he's right there on some of these stats. He's right there. You see he's third in total rushing attempts. I'm not saying Josh Jacobs is a bad player. I'm saying Jonathan Taylor is better. And did you see Jonathan Taylor? Jonathan Taylor broke a bunch of records that you were just talking about. Did you see Josh Jacobs breaking any of those records this year? No. So do you have anything else left to say on that? (laughs) I'm just – just the NFL is a – the awards – Popularity contest, like we were talking about. Yeah. This it, past week, uh, AFC Offensive Player of the Week, they gave it to Derrick Henry, who had, I think, here, let me, let me look, let me look. Um, anyways, Derrick Henry won it when it should have been Jonathan Taylor. So I'll compare you the stats right now. Yeah, we were talking about this before the podcast. Yeah, and, okay. Yeah, go ahead. So Derrick Henry won it with 34 carries, 250 yards, two rushing touchdowns. Great game. 250 rushing yards and two touchdowns. That's an amazing game. Yeah. But Derrick Henry had two fumbles that game. And, I mean, you have two fumbles. You're not – as a running back, especially the best running back in the league. You can't do that. You can't do that. I mean, it still ended up winning the game, a very tight game. almost Fighting for a playoff position, too. Exactly. I don't know if those fumbles were uh, lost or recovered, but uh, it's still two fumbles. Either you way, it's a fumble. You can't yeah. risk that. It still goes on the Jonathan side. Taylor – 30 carries, so that's four less than Derrick Henry. 253 rush yards, three more rushing yards than Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. And same amount of touchdowns, didn't fumble once. How does he not win it over Derrick Henry? I mean, it's literally <laughs> right there. It's like the simplest comparison you can make. And, I mean, maybe it's because they don't want to give both the AFC offensive and AFC defensive players to the Colts players because Darius Leonard <laughs> won AFC defensive player of the week with 10 tackles, one sack, uh, Two passes deflected and a forced fumble. That was recovered. <laughs> I know you aren't and neither am I, but we're not discrediting Derrick Henry. We're just talking about one week. And Derrick Henry had a great week, but you just said it. Jonathan Taylor had a better game. So overall, no, yeah. definitely agree with that. Yeah, for sure, definitely that not discrediting won. Derrick Henry. Probably the best running back in the league. Uh, Christian McCaffrey didn't really get to play this year. Mm-hmm. So we have no idea how he would have done, and Kamara had a great season. But stats-wise, Derrick Henry, just he's the best running back in the league right now. And it's just uh, making a point that they want the big names winning these awards, not the rookies that play for the Indianapolis Colts, who's exactly. probably, uh, probably one of the smaller markets in the NFL. Yeah, and this is why we mention the stats. Because if I just came on here and said, Jonathan Taylor's a top five running back. What? What? Oh, let's look into the stats. And you look at it, and maybe not top five, but top ten for sure. And it's like, wait, this dude's a rookie? What? I can't imagine this dude in the next year. And I feel bad for Marlon Mack because he lost the job. But 
yeah, I think that's basically going to do it. Do you have any closing comments? Uh, no, just, I mean, hope the Colts win Saturday. Yeah, good, good luck to First the Colts. First game we'll of the see. playoffs uh, out of everyone. You know, probably play the hottest team in the NFL right now in the Bills. Uh, I mean, I can't say I'm not nervous, but I have confidence in my team. So, Look, if you guys play your A game, play great defense, play hard, which you should because it's the playoffs, and run the ball very well, you will win this game. It all it's comes just, down to our be defense hard. and honestly play calling. Yeah, play calling. You've been talking about it. so. But, yeah, so I know we went a little over time, but had to do it for the special guest. You know, we, it was – we got a little too carried away, but it's totally good. It was really fun. Yeah, sorry, I got to it into the stats. Man. No, man, <laughs> we got it. my team. Well, no, we <laughs> got to prove it right because if you say, "Oh, DeForest Buckner should have made the Pro Bowl," and Jonathan Taylor's a top ten running back, people are like, "What? What?" I mean, that just comes with having a smaller market team and not liking the Cowboys or the Broncos or hey. the <laughs> or the Patriots. I mean, even though the Patriots stuck uh, stuck this year. I mean, they still get more coverage than the Colts do, you know? Because no, they're the for Patriots. Sure. They have Bill Belichick. They have Cam Newton. They have uh, Julian Edelman, and they really don't even have that great of players, but the organization itself, bigger market, been great for who knows how many years. Colts just don't get the recognition they deserve, in my opinion. Totally agree with that. So this was really good for me, especially to have someone on the podcast. I will definitely do this again. We will definitely have CJ back on and possibly some other people. We will just have to see. But, yeah, this was a really good experience for me just to learn so much about the Colts. I was like, yeah, the Colts are good. They're a playoff team. Definitely learned a lot more, and they are a lot better than I thought they were, for sure. So, And CJ's been preaching it all year and haven't been listening, (laughs) and you listen to the stats. So, Hey, man, I get to watch the games, though. Yes, yeah, true. So, yeah, I'm not watching a lot of Colts games. But, yeah, I just want to – CJ, I want to thank you for coming on. So, yeah, this was super fun. I know we went a little over time, but – that's not a big deal for you guys anyway. So, yeah, I think that's going to do yeah, it. Seven minutes over time. That's yeah. Not a big deal. Yeah. So <laughs> I think that's going to do it. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Really appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Have a great day.